acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Jennifer Geiger. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. And Jennifer is the online managing editor um, at ConsumerGuide.com, and uh, she's going to be talking with us today a little bit about the Cash for Clunkers program. Yes, Cash for Clunkers is kind of a very complicated way to get um, older uh, gas-guzzling cars off of the highway. Oh, um, it's a $1 billion government subsidy plan, um, and it gives consumers uh, between $3,500 and $4,500 um, to trade in their you know, really high um, gas-guzzling vehicle for a more fuel-efficient one. That seems to make sense anyways. Um, so the idea is that you trade in, your, trade in your old vehicle for a voucher, right? Right, yeah. It's uh, a 1985 or newer car, um, those qualify, and your car has to be um, has to get 18 miles per gallon or less in order to qualify. Your new car has to get 22 miles per gallon um, or more to qualify, and depending on the miles per gallon difference in between, you can get a $3,500 voucher or a $4,500 voucher. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound doesn't sound too strict, but um, 18 miles per gallon. I don't know. That sounds a little bit like uh, it's kind of high mileage, really. Well, yeah, not a lot of cars are going to qualify. We actually did a, a little study on ConsumerGuide.com's website um, doing some research for this article, and we found out that a lot of popular older cars just won't qualify because they get, got better mileage, like a 1988 Ford Taurus won't uh, make the cut. Um, a 1988 Buick LeSaver, um gets 20 miles per gallon, so that uh, you know doesn't make the cut. Um, and it also just depends a lot on your powertrain. Um, a 1988 Ford Mustang with a V8 and a manual will qualify, but if you have an automatic, it won't qualify. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it seems like, like you said, a lot of vehicles don't qualify that you kind of maybe would think would. I would think that a LeSabre uh, from the 1980s would qualify. Right. Um, that was a 1980s vehicle, right? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, well, that, that was that, 1988. That it, seems counterintuitive to me. I, th- I would just think that it would be a, a bigger gas guzzler than it, than it is, I guess. Yeah, it's actually very deceiving. One great way to find out if your car qualifies is to go to fueleconomy.gov, mm-hmm. um, and you can look up the EPA's fuel economy rating for your year. Um, just be sure to, to double-check your powertrain configuration. Uh, make sure you select the right engine and transmission. Um, and you also want to look at the combined number, the city highway number, not mm-hmm. just one or the other. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so um, well, I guess let's back up just a, just a moment here. Um, it's the the dates of the program are in, are in effect really are pretty limited, right? They're they're uh, just a few months, really. Yeah, it actually started July first, um, but information is kind of just slowly coming out about the program now. Um, the government's official website isn't going to launch until July 23rd, um, but it does take effect. It is in effect right now, and the program ends November 1st, but it could get extended. Okay, all right. So it is just a few months, but it does have uh, some, I guess, some pretty noble um, noble goals, I would say. Um, one is to clean up the environment, right? Right, definitely. And, and it, it's rewarding people who, you know, want to, you know, make that purchase and get a more fuel-efficient car um, by trading in their, you know, obviously less economical car. Okay, and the, but there's a little more to it as well. Uh, they want to drive people into the car dealerships too, right? Definitely. Yeah. Stimulate sales, I guess, right? Yeah. Some of the opponents of the the bill say that you know this is all just an elaborate plan to boost new car sales, um, <laughs> which you know with General Motors and Chrysler going under, that you know that plan or that idea does you know have some weight. Yeah, I don't think that's really a bad idea to uh, to, to boost new car sales, really. Right, and um, it doesn't, you know, it's not just American cars. It's it's across the board. It's new cars across the board. And speaking of new cars, it has to be um, under $45,000, and it also applies to leases, the new car, but you have to sign a five-year or longer lease. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, well, $45,000, that's a lot of leeway uh, for a lot of cars, especially when you're talking about, um, you know, these fuel-efficient vehicles that most people probably will be getting. You're talking about a smaller, maybe an economy car or a small sedan, maybe? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can even, you know, you can get a a well-equipped Prius for $27,000 and really maximize your rebate money. Um, Because if you get, it it gets a little complicated, but your your new car has to be 22 miles per gallon or more combined EPA. And then if that gets 4 to 9 miles per gallon, then your old car's uh, EPA rating, you get the $3,500. If it gets 10 or more miles per gallon, then your old car, you get $4,500. So people who are looking to get into a hybrid would really maximize the rebate potential. I see. So they would be, well, I wouldn't say assured, but they probably will be getting the $4,500 then at that point. For a hybrid, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, let's see, the, uh, the next thing we should probably mention is when is it not smart to participate? Because um, I know that, you know, the, the, for some people, it's it's a no-brainer. You know, this this you got this old vehicle in the driveway, I've had it for years, gets, uh, you know, 12 miles per gallon or less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it may, meets all the criteria. Um, when is it not smart to participate? Because uh, I would think that some of these cars would have maybe a higher value. Is that right? Well, yeah. If your car, if your used car um, has a trade-in value or sale value of higher than you know the $3,500 mark, you probably want to keep it. Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to trade it in for that rebate if the rebate is less than what you'd get if you sold it. 
I see. So you're taking kind of the easy way out if you just do this. Right. Um, right. <laughs> you could you could gain you could you could gain on the other side, I guess, if you sold it to an individual Definitely. Uh, who's not involved in this program, right? Another thing that you can't do is just go out and buy some junker on the street and try to try to turn that into the dealership for you know, your rebate. I'm glad you mentioned that because I have I've heard this several times now that you know a lot of people the uh, the the quick reaction to this was well, I'm just going to go out and buy a car for $100 right now, Right. take it to the dealership, trade it in for $4,500, and have a, a new vehicle. Uh, that's not the case, right? Yeah, that that just is, is not going to happen under this bill. That's kind of why people say it's complicated, because there are a lot of restrictions. You have to have owned this car for at least a year, and it also has to have been insured in your name for at least a year before you can um, validly trade it in for this voucher. Also for one full year. Okay, right. that's good. And that's, yeah. so that's for the person... Some- that's for the person who's actually buying the car, then, right? That's right. Uh, okay. Got it. Right. Yeah. So it's the government's trying to prevent people from doing what you just said, and and you know buying a clunker and capitalizing on on that. Okay. Because I heard that so many times in the past few weeks uh, that that was you know the the big plan. That's how they're going to get around the uh, around the system. But yeah. apparently that's not going to happen. I think that loophole's pretty effectively closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good. So, you know, it's a positive program, really. Yeah. Uh, I there, think there are environmental issues. Safety. You know, yeah, I think generally that uh, people are looking upon it with a positive light. Um, some negatives I have heard are people are saying, you know, it's, it's coming out of the taxpayer's dollar. Um, you know, it's a one point or it's a one billion dollar um, incentive plan, so it, it is kind of expensive, and that's just through November. So if it does get extended, who knows how much more it will, you know, cost taxpayers. Another thing is people think it's also furthering the auto industry's dependence on incentives. Because um, as you probably know, the the cost of cars is inflated because um, that number has incentives built into it. So you know, cash rebates or, or financing deals. Um, so this is kind of another you know piggyback on top of you know normal incentives. This is just another incentive. I see. Okay. Well, I can understand those arguments. I guess definitely. Um, People you know, are also yeah. calling it handouts for Hummers. <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard that one yet. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so so anyway, I mean, overall it's positive. Though. Let's say that you know it's a, it's good for the environment because um, we're getting rid of a few gas guzzlers that are on the road right now. Um, safety, you're potentially getting a lot of vehicles off the road that you know may not be the best maintained vehicles on the road. True, um, or the cleanest. Um, I mean, for the environment, yeah. for the air, right? Yeah, true. That's right. true. I think another um, main goal is. Um, the hope that we'll eventually reduce our dependence on foreign oil by, you know, bringing how much we use down. No, that's a good point. Good point. Um, let's see, one one other negative that I was thinking of when you were just mentioning that, and uh, it's, uh, this is something that came up in the uh, – there's a European program that's already underway mm-hmm. or over. I'm not even sure if it's still happening or not. People say that uh, you may be destroying a lot of classic automobiles with this. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of go. I've got a different opinion on this. I think. I think, you know, I've, I've heard this and I, I thought about it a little bit just before we came in here to record. And um, I'm trying to think of any classic vehicles between 1984 and now. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it only goes back 25 years. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I would say that 1984 wasn't any particularly uh, vintage year for automobiles. Right, right. I guess it depends yeah. on who you talk to. My husband's 1985 Volkswagen Scirocco has a has a. Uh, <laughs> He's got a fondness for that and would call it classic, but... Yeah, place in his heart, right? Right, right. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, I'm I'm also going to say that um, I think that there is an opportunity here for people to scam. Now, um, it's early on in the program right now. Right. 
and but I guess there's there's already some reports that there are some scams happening. Hmm, I don't um, and yeah, we haven't really discussed this beforehand, so I'm kind of blindsiding you with this. I apologize for that, but um, there are a few scams. There are some websites that have appeared that are asking for people to pre-register mm. uh, for the program and asking for personal information to be given online. Mm. And uh, this, yeah, you can see how that could be serious. Really? So, uh, yeah, that's right. And they're they're asking for you know social security numbers, things like that. You know, things that uh, normally you just wouldn't give out over uh, online, over the phone. You know, that right. kind of information um anyways i think i think it's you know probably just the beginning of of this so you got to be wary of that and really the only site that you're supposed to go to from what i hear is the cars.gov site right uh that's that's for the official program information and there is no pre-registration that you have to do so don't you know don't be duped by that right um and again the, the other thing actually i've heard one more thing about this uh so bear with me a minute here but um i've actually heard that the cash for clunkers program is a that's actually the slang term for the program. Uh, the official name for the program is the Car Allowance Rebate System, which is an acronym for CARS. That's not nearly and as catchy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like the Cash for Clunkers program Definitely. as well. Um, but I guess any site that uses the terms Cash for Clunkers, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they're trying to sign you up for something for this program, uh, you know, avoid it. Uh, just simply, yeah. simply go with the. Uh, the cars.gov site, and that's uh, you should be okay. Another uh, possible scam I've, I've heard about is um, when you do trade your clunker in, um, the dealer is obligated to give you the fair market value, uh, scrap value for the car, whether that be you know 50 bucks or 200 bucks, because the car has to be scrapped by law um, in okay. order for the government to give the dealer the voucher. Um, really? So you may get an extra, an additional 50 or $100 exactly. bonus on top of your... From the right. dealer, um, and there's really kind of no system that's in place right now that ensures you're getting that fair market scrap value from the dealer. Okay. So I you guess should. you have to find an honest dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're talking about 50 or $100, though, uh, when you're talking, you're there to buy a new vehicle, Right. Uh, really that's a pretty inconsequential True. number, insignificant number. Um, I had to scrap a car one time. How much did you get out of it? (laughs) uh, It's embarrassing. I sold a few parts ahead of time, uh, made more money doing that. But uh, when the guy came to take the car away, it was like $50 or something like that. It's terrible. Yeah. So in terms of scam value, it's it's not really that high on the the list of things that could go wrong. No, but you do make a good point because they do have to be scrapped, right? Right, they do. Mm-hmm. Every, I think every, I think I heard that every vehicle that's traded in for a voucher must be destroyed. So, right, that's to prevent uh, the dealer this... from reselling the clunker, the gas guzzling oh. clunker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see where. See, there's another scam. Yeah, there you go. We're uh, we're pointing these out left and right here. I guess yeah. there could be a lot of room for uh, for some yeah, I think activity. it's so early. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they'll come out of the woodwork. I'm sure they will. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much covered it here. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add to this? Uh, No. If you want full coverage of uh, this issue, we have an article on the website, consumerguide.com. We illustrate which vehicles will qualify and and some examples of which won't qualify. Um, The rules are a little bit different for trucks, heavy-duty and light-duty trucks, so we kind of go into detail about that. Um, So, yeah, that's on consumerguide.com. Outstanding. All right. And I've read the article already, so um, you know, I think it's very good. Just uh, I encourage all of our listeners to, uh, to go to Consumer Guide and check it out. It's good stuff. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jennifer. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back again. Definitely. Thanks. All right. All right. Sounds good. And uh, for the rest of our listeners, if you uh, have any other questions or you'd like to email us and talk with us about your suggestions or any uh, future podcast topics, 
uh, send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.